0: On the Block, On Demand! This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Infonti out tonight. It's going to be just Griff and Mike Waters uh,
1: over Fonte at Atelier. was always soft.
0: <laughs> I'll let him know. I'm, you know what, I'm going to cut that. Can't uh, win t- on the
1: road, they say <laughs> about Infante. T-
0: oh! How dare you say that about my man, Stephen Fonti. Fellow Bishop Blood and Grant. I'm not going to take that from Jerry McNamara or anybody. I will not stand for that. I mean, it doesn't mean he's wrong. Here with a response on the Alan Griffin show is uh, Mike Waters and Alan Griffin. Before us, the lead up to us was Jerry McNamara's show out at Tully's with Seth uh, Goldberg. Uh, They they were calling us the D team. You know what? If I hit six threes in the national championship game and one half, I probably will call somebody else to B team too. So Jerry, he got one up on me. <laughs> but you, but how many triple doubles
1: did he have in his career? You know career? what? He probably not. He probably didn't have one. But you know what? He got the gold. Oh, uh, man, you were just really in a giving mood tonight. I thought oh, that definitely. we could get
0: back at him. <laughs> no, nah, you know what? Jerry's my guy. Um, well, Seth's not mine.
1: I've, I've got reporters' <laughs> notebooks older than Seth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jerry, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, you know. Oh,
0: shots fired at you, Goldberg, too, huh? Wow, i got reporters' notebooks older than you. Fantastic. Uh, just a, a good reminder there that we do have the Alan Griffin show and the Jerry McNamara show here on ESPN radio Syracuse. As you heard last night, back to back, baby, all the coaches insight right there. Good stuff. Uh, four, three, seven, 7644 is the phone number. Uh, speaking of winning on the road, you know, I don't know why this bothers people so much. And Jerry made the joke there about it. and That was, that was actually pretty good. I want to play this clip for you. It's a little longer than, it's about a minute, but it's it's worth the listen because there's exceptions to all rules here. But I just have to ponder this question. Why does it matter? Why does it bother you? Why is it worth criticizing? In this case, Mike Krzyzewski and Duke, that they didn't play an air quotes, true road game. Until January the eighth. Now here is uh, the situation. Press conference last night. Duke rolls Wake Forest. The question comes up,
1: and Mike Shishovsky responds. No, I mean, I don't. You know what? What? What's the difference when you play your? You know, to me, you play our schedule. We play really good teams. Oh yeah, that's the key thing. And you know, we're trying to get ready for March. So where do you get a chance to play in huge neutral arenas against outstanding non conference teams? You don't do it during conference. So that's our it's our plan. You know, whether we're first, last or whatever for a rook what the hell does that mean? What importance really in in, in world events does that have? You know, I mean I, I don't get it, but it's something we didn't do so then it becomes well, you're you're a bad guy because you haven't done it. Or th- we're not as good because I haven't. We haven't done that yet, and uh, it's it, ludicrous, really. Didn't mean it, to imply that. Just a question. Well, it, it opened it up for me. Well, so, you're welcome uh, then. <laughs> I'm, just <saying> I'm, not <laughs> you. I'm just saying when I see stuff like that, like, it, it it cheapens that person's anyway knowledge of the game. Knowledge of the game. Come on, man. We come up with. A, Top 10 schedule every year. Yeah. I
0: love, I can't uh, see who that reporter is. I don't have the name right here in front of me. I just love how the reporters, like, oh, it wasn't me, Mr. Bischofsky. I, I was just asking the question. Like, you don't have to kiss the guy's ring, right? Oh, it was me. It was just, I get why he was saying that. So it didn't become like a confrontation in the press conference. Certainly worth asking about to get his perspective on it. Because, I mean, it is kind of a thing but can we just go over Duke's schedule for a minute? They start the season in Chicago against Kentucky. Most people do not start their season against a blue blood program like that. Duke being another one. I love that tradition. I love that they have this thing in Chicago every year, and it's typically Kentucky, Duke, Michigan State. This year it was Kansas, right? They go to Maui and play in the Maui Invitational. While in Maui, they play Auburn, top 10 team. Last I checked, Maui is not exactly a hop, skip, and a jump away from Durham, North Carolina. They then play Gonzaga and lose, by the way. Someone has defeated the Duke Blue Devils this year, which is incredible to think about, given what we've seen from Zion Williamson recently and just how good Duke looks right now. They then play after this. They come back from Maui and play Indiana. Now Indiana's not the Indiana we know, but that's, you know, quite an ACC Big 10 Challenge game to have coming back from back-to-back top 10 games. So I'm going to stop right here. This is Duke beating Indiana 90 to 69 in the ACC Big 10 Challenge. Which is, what was the date of that game? I just want to get the the date correct for that. I don't have the date right here in front of me, but we know how early in the season that was. When did Syracuse play Ohio State, right? That's when Duke played Indiana. So let's just stop right here. At this point of the season, Duke has played Kentucky, number two, Auburn, number eight, Gonzaga, number three. Indiana, Do you know how many of those games were at Cameron? One of them. One. Kentucky was in Chicago at the State Farm Classic. Auburn and Gonzaga were in Maui. Indiana was at Cameron. And yes, they play certain teams at Cameron Indoor Stadium that would qualify in the, air quotes, cupcake department. But do you know who else Duke ends up playing? Texas Tech. Texas Tech is number 12 in the country and gave Duke all they could handle in that game before Duke pulled away and won 69 to 58. So now add in yet another highly ranked team that Duke has played before they get into the non-conference schedule before they start going on the road, start playing even Duke with the loaded roster that they have in the toughest conference in America. Kentucky, number two, Auburn, number eight, Gonzaga, number three, Indiana, again, not ranked, but, you know, that's a meaty non-conference game to put on your schedule, and Texas Tech. They open at home versus Clemson, and yes, last night was the first time that they played an air quotes true road game. Now, somebody please explain to me why they get criticized for that. And the fallback, the default criticism on this, the automatic criticism on this is Jim Beheim. And every college basketball expert in the country, I mean, they've got it like it is a script in front of them, doesn't leave the state of New York until which, you know, you just have to roll your eyes at because, well, Syracuse did leave. this Last I checked, Columbus, Ohio is in Ohio. Madison Square Garden is, yes, in the state of New York, but New York's a big state. It takes four hours to get there. And Syracuse plays in the ACC. Syracuse has non-conference teams that have come in and beat them at home, like Buffalo. They didn't expect that Old Dominion win, but... Why do people get hung up on location? What is your schedule? I would be more critical of Duke if they didn't go on the road until last night. But then look at their schedule. Look who's on it. And as Shashevsky said, it ends up a top 10 schedule every year. So if you are somebody that is critical of that, you're just looking for a hot take.
1: That's hot. You're
0: just searching for something to discuss that day because – Believe me, I'm throwing up in my mouth a little bit having to defend Duke, but it's ridiculous. Do, like, five seconds of research before you spout off on something like that. It sounds big and mighty to say they did not play a true road game until January 8th. Yeah, but did you see who they played before that? Yes, it was in Chicago, and yes, it was Maui, and a couple of those were at home, but who gives a flip if they didn't leave Oh, I it, it it's the same thing. If Syracuse's schedule was not tougher and they had not adjusted to the times and had to put better teams in non-conference play no matter where they are, and I understand that the ACC Big Ten challenges, you know, you've obligated yourself to like a television event that every year you get scheduled to play and, and it goes, it, by the way, that's a trade-off. One year you're on the road, the next year you're at home. It's not a matter of where It is a matter of who, and as long as the who is better than the where, then I don't care where you play those games, nor should anybody. What am I missing here? Somebody please swoop in and tell me what I'm missing. here. It does not matter. And here's the biggest, I kind of buried the lead here. Here's why it ultimately doesn't matter and why what Shashevsky did there, what Beheim does in certain tournaments and certain places they play in certain scheduling philosophies. what is your primary objective as a college basketball coach when it really boils down to it and there's developing players and student athletes and I, I understand all this right like but when it really boils down to it, what's your job to get your team in a position to do well in the NCAA tournament? Where do they play the NCAA tournament? Neutral sites. You do not play the NCAA tournament, in essence, on the road. Yes, it's a way you have to travel to wherever you play. Sometimes Duke has to hop on a bus to get there, right? The NCAA tournament is played on neutral sites. And by the time you get there, you have played plenty of, air quotes, true road games at that point, in the toughest conference in college basketball. So why am I going to willingly schedule, if I'm Shashevsky and I'm Duke and I know I'm going to Maui and I've got these teams and i got the ACC Big Ten Challenge and I'm starting the year against Kentucky, why am I going to throw another game in there that's on the road when I've got 10 of them coming in ACC play? That's going to take care of that. I have never understood this. By the way, it's freaking Duke. And I like how Krzyzewski kind of flexed his muscle and said, why do I have to do that? We are a better team. than them." And I would put the same thing with Syracuse. You're going to play enough true road games in ACC play. It does not matter. And they still went to Ohio. And Syracuse still has played in a number of tournaments in recent years, be it in you know, the battle for Atlantis. They went to Maui a couple years ago. Like, it all works itself out, but people get in such a lather about this. I want to let you respond because I've got a couple people that want to do that. Let me get in a break. We'll come back. Hit the phones 437 7644. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Well, oh, you betcha. It's presented by Pro of North and East Onondaga get right at the phones here at 437-7644. I brought it up before the break. Why do coaches like Mike Shashesky, Jim Bayheim, I'm talking like big high level big boy program coaches that play in the ACC get ripped apart so much for not playing air quotes true road games? When when you look at the schedule, it it doesn't matter. It all evens out. Let's see what you guys think. We'll start with Tom in Syracuse on the block. Hey Tom, What's up, X-Man? How you doing, my man? X-Man, do you know how all this started when it uh, pertains to Syracuse and Jim Bayheim?: It was Dick Vitale, started beating right? the drum. It was Vitale, right? It was. Yes. Back in the 80s. Yes. He ramped it up in 87 when they made their run, got the team off, fired up, and actually motivated them. And um, it reared its ugly head again in '03. He had an absolute fit when they were playing um, tournament games in Albany. And so this has been going on for, for 30 years. And it's become a narrative. And I, I, I it just keeps coming up. I, I love Tony Kornheiser, but I was listening to his podcast the other day, and he's like, oh, yeah, Bayheim does that. It's like, do, have you guys looked at his schedule in the last five years? Like, they do leave the state. It does happen. I know. I, w- I was watching the Notre Dame game on Saturday. And Mike Jeminski brought it up. Oh, you know, can I t- – Tom, can I tell you a story about this? Okay, so – He did bring it up. He brought it up the last time he did a game for Syracuse, okay? Not just in the Notre Dame broadcast, Syracuse. The one before that, okay? So that game, which I can't remember what it was, I went after the game to a local establishment with my bride. We were going to, I I believe my daughter had a play that night or something. And I sit down at the bar, and who's right there? Mike 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 Kaminsky. And I'm like, Do I say something? Do I not say something? Like, I had a moment, and my wife's like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, this guy, and I had to, like, be quiet, you know? I had to, like, kind of turn over, like, this is the guy who every time does a broadcast has to bring up that Syracuse won't leave the state of New York. So I bailed. I'm like, you know what? He's having a moment by himself here. I don't want to ruin his night. I don't want to be that guy. But I was really, really tempted to do it. I don't blame you, Axe, man. I'm glad you brought that up with Vital Tom, because he started it. It's become a narrative. It's ridiculous. But it's moved on to other coaches and other programs. Like, If you go through the schedule and Duke has played St. Sister Mary's of the Poor and the worst schedule you could think of up to this point, you might have a point to make. But look at their schedule. Why does it matter that it's not a, air quotes, true road game? Did they have to get on an airplane and play Kentucky and Chicago? Did they, I would assume, have to get on an airplane to get to Hawaii to play two top ten teams? Did they not play Texas Tech? Yes, at home, but a, a good team that gave them all they could handle? I mean, can we kill this narrative? Like, we need to kill the wave and many other things I've complained about on this show. Steve in North Syracuse knows that. Hello, Steve.
2: Uh, if they didn't get out of an airplane to go to Hawaii, I'm wondering how they managed to get there. But anyway. Long boat ride. Very <laughs> yeah. long boat ride. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, I used to get upset when Georgetown would play St. Leo. I always said, sure, he's a saint, but he's only one guy. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. I, I think a lot of the critics of Syracuse schedule probably have a button just like you have the, that hot button, only it's a Syracuse schedule and they just press it every time a subject It's comes right into.
0: there, it's just a talking, oh and Texas Tech was at Madison Square Garden by the way, Seth's telling me, there you go, okay. which is also not in Durham, North Carolina, it, it should be duly noted.
2: You're, you're really good with the map. Uh, th- there has been some criticism that Duke in the NCAA tournament often gets a first round game in North Carolina, so... There may be something to that, but I've always felt that uh, uh, the location of the game matters mostly to mediocre teams. If you're a good team, you're a good team at home, on the road, and at a neutral place, like Syracuse usually is. If you're struggling or if you're a bad team, then you're going to struggle at home, on the road, or at a neutral place. It's it's mostly the 15-and-15 15 15 type teams that are affected by whether the crowd's cheering for them or they're cheering for the other guys, and I think if you're a Syracuse or, or a Duke, uh, it doesn't really matter how many true road games or how many neutral games you got or how many games you're playing in the biggest arena in, in, in the country so you can make some money. It's all about how you're playing and who you're playing, not where you're playing.
0: And, and that's exactly it. And. The environment, and Coach K brought it up, Steve. Thanks for the call, as always. You are better off playing at Madison Square Garden in the Maui Classic in these ACC Big Ten challenges because those are arenas and those are situations that feel more like the tournament, which is that's what your job is as a coach. Get them ready for the tournament. Let's see what Stefan in Utica has to say on the block, ESPN Radio. Well, hello, Stefan. Well hello X-Man what's happening my friend Well do you think Syracuse basketball needs to get to 20 wins to get into the NCAA tournament? Or do they have to do more than that, like get a win against Duke or two wins against Duke in North Carolina? What do they have to do? I think they have to win at least 20 games. The bigger number, though, is 11. They have to win ace 11 ACC games to feel safe. Now they can win ten, but it comes down to well, who are the ten? This isn't a matter of you won ten games in the ACC. Pasco collect two hundred dollars. Come on in. No, this who'd you beat? No matter as Steve just brought up. No matter where these games are, that's where the who more than the where matters. And I just brought that up with the Duke scheduling thing. It's not where they play. It's who they. 437-7644 is the phone number. It had a lot of hot takes from you there, so that That's hot. will qualify as hot takes presented by our friends at the Press Room Pub, the number one sports and entertainment venue in central New York, a great place to hang tonight. Watch the cues. if you're not going to the game but you want to get out. It's a hump day. Have a cold beverage. Watch the snowfall. Watch Syracuse basketball play. The Press Room Pub is a great place to do it in historic Herald Square, downtown Syracuse. Back after this.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.